Welcome to the PG Daily. This season is dedicated to financially empowering the residents of Prince George's County. Join our host, Heath Carlock, as he sits down with several financial experts to discuss ways for you to find money, make money, and better understand money. Get ready to be empowered. Today's guest is June Evans. So in training students' minds, when obviously you, you, you govern the Verizon Girls Innovation Grant, and there's so many other ways and touch points with high schoolers, and uh, just as a legacy from your program already, that they're doing 3D printing, they're doing presentations, they're learning the soft skills of uh, collaboration and doing this in groups, and, and how encouraging that really is. However, you mentioned that it's a culture and that a culture requires a space of its own. And when these young people come here, I believe out of the touch points with the the Verizon Fellowship and these uh, other PGCPS and other homeschooled folks, when they come here, what's your message to them about their expectations of being part of this this new ageness that that the the culture of the innovation hub is trying to instill what's your message for them to the future my message and my expectation to them is to be a problem solver if i don't get anything else across especially to the students that come in through the the Verizon Innovative Learning Program or the students that come in on a project through the Innovation Hub, the one thing I want them to take away is to be a problem solver. You will add value not only to yourself, but you would add value to your community and you would add value to an employer if you choose to work for someone else. You have to be a problem solver. And that is how we train our young girls through the Verizon program to think. We think we, we train them to be problem solvers. And the ideas is what comes after that, right? You come up with as many ideas as possible to solve a problem. How should area companies engage and leverage the college? Um I'm really curious about this because when you talk about uh, entrepreneurship and development and workforce development, I'm curious to know, um, you've been a part of enough presentation, maybe for this county council, maybe before city councils and municipalities and with leaders, to know that we have businesses in the community, but how should those area companies engage and leverage the college? Well, I think that the community and our businesses can leverage the college in many ways. Um, You can leverage the college. If you are a business owner, you can leverage the college um, for training. Um, We have a customized solution based. uh, We have training contract training programs. We can come in and we can train your employees. We can scale them up. We can level them up um, in any area Uh, that you see fit. You can leverage the college um, from a project-based perspective. You have a need um, for, uh, you know, a project to be done in your your business. It could be cybersecurity. It could be assessment. It could be a mobile app. It could be a website design. Um, It could be to film 
um, a video. You know, if the college has the capacity to 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 do it, then you can leverage us to help you get it done. Does the college funnel that to you? Like, do you get the requests at your doorstep when someone wants to work with the college or does that ricochet off of professors and administrators and other entities procurement? And like, is there an official intake for people to involve themselves or especially companies or contractors? We are positioning the Innovation Hub to be the front door, to be the front door of the community to come in and leverage the resources and assets of the college Um, because it's very difficult to identify where to go. You know, if you are a dance instructor and you don't have studio space and you're looking maybe to rent some studio space a couple of days, you know, uh, a week or on a Saturday, Maybe the college can help you. Where do you go for that? You can start with the Innovation Hub. It is our job to assess your need and to see if we have the capacity to meet it. Bandwidth, what does this new role and new station and space mean for you? And do you have added capacity to bolster the efficiency that would need to take place for for this to be a real success for the consumer or customer? Well, I say we'll take it one step at a time. <laughs> As we grow, the resources will grow. Um, I'm I'm in the innovation space, Heath. So I tell people all the time, do not filter your idea. Just say it. You never know who can help you. You never know what, you know, somebody else may have something that can actually help you take your idea to the next level. When you're in the idea phase, do not filter that idea. Don't assess that idea, analyze it. Does it make any sense? You throw every idea out there, and then there's a process for seeing which idea is the best idea to meet that need. Wonderful. So as we we wind down, um, I always ratchet it up. It's sort of the inverse. So these are going to be some uh, important responses because – June, you have you're a seasoned adult, seasoned professional. You're someone who um, has a family of your own. You have skin in the game. You have uh, students, and you're a role model for young girls and, and women, even young men, those who've worked for you. Um, what breaks your heart? What breaks your heart about missed opportunities in this county, whether on the education front, whether in the public setting, whether and, and and young learners, like, what breaks your heart and what keeps you up at night and wanting to fight the next day for something? One thing I know about June, because she's a colleague of mine, is that June has a little fight to her. So what brings that fight out in you? Wow. You know, I would say what breaks my heart is seeing our our institutions, our school system, you know, our college, our government, our small businesses really operate in survival mode. Okay. I mean, I think the reason why I, you know, kind of pioneered the effort of the Innovation Hub is to say we don't have to do that anymore. We do not have to live in survival mode. 
We need a place where we can bring our problems, work together collaboratively, not in competition, but collaboratively to figure out the best way to solve our problems. And I think that will propel us to the next level. When we continue to live in survival mode, it becomes a survival of the fittest. And I don't think that's the best environment for us to thrive in. Um, another good one. What was what? What surprises you about? Think of your, your the best five, six, ten students you've ever seen in your years at Prince George's Community College. What surprised you about their development in contrast with more? Uh, how can we say uh, students who aren't as focused as as those students were? What surprised me, because I've worked with several students over the past um, 10 years. I mean, I've mentored some, some have worked for me. I've, you know, had them in workshops and and training classes. And I think what's what really surprised me the most is the hunger. The hunger that these students have um, to be successful. And it was a little surprising because I guess I was just thinking in my own bubble of how things were back in the day when I came up. We won't talk about how long ago that was, but back then, you know, it was all about, you know, getting good grades, going to school so that you can get a good job and work for someone else. I don't think I've come across any student here at Prince George's College, Prince George's Community College that had that mindset. They all have a desire to make things better. Um, Eventually, one day they want to work for themselves. They may not start an enterprise, but they will have that gig on the side. And I think that that's something that for us in our generation that we have to remember that the landscape and how students learn and what they desire has changed. They no longer desire to work for someone else for 20, 30 years and retire. That's not even part of their, you know, their brain. They are thinking about, okay, I'll get my experience and then I'll go somewhere else, get some more experience, or hey, maybe I'll start my own thing, or maybe I'll have a couple of things. And you know what? That's okay. And the way the economy is going with retirements almost becoming obsolete with, um, you know, having to think about how am I going to survive because I I can't work until I'm 80. We're going to have to all be entrepreneurs at one point in our lives in order for us to literally be able to retire from any job. We're going to have to have something on the side. So the gig economy is not just for the young folks. The gig economy is for us, too. You know, I think that we're kind of maybe quasi a little bit there, but we're looking and we're seeing our retirements dwindle away, too, every day. And they're not the same as they used to be when our parents were working. And so we have to look and say, what are we going to do? So final questions. Um this can be either yes or no or very short. What attributes do successful business owners have who are students? Like what what does a student need? Do they as it seems to me a young student 18 to 24 
the need is a little varied from somebody 36, 48, 55, 60 after they may retire and want to have another career or something like that. It just seems that someone 18 to 24 should be able to what as an entrepreneur as opposed to folks older or slightly older? I would say um, an attribute that I see that our students should have if they're entrepreneurial and having that entrepreneurial mindset is the ability to be open-minded, not guarded. I don't think you can be a successful entrepreneur and be guarded. I mean, in the innovation space, it's not about I'm going to keep my idea for myself because I don't want somebody else to steal it. There's intellectual property um, mechanisms for that. But the idea, the, the, the data shows that nine times out of 10, nobody has the passion, the commitment and the drive that you have to take your idea and, and run with it. So I think it's the open mindedness and the, the willingness to collaborate that is what's going to help our young people be successful entrepreneurs. They're going to help each other because they're going to realize that, oh, you can do this, or I can do this, or I can do this. Let's come together and let's create something really, really successful. When you go through an interview like this, and um, obviously we're colleagues, but we're still learning each other. We're still applauding each other, celebrating each other's successes. There's a lot that goes unsaid. Um, and at the tail end of an interview like this, I like to ask people to have some input. You know, what what else would you like to say? What else is on your heart to say with the f- platform of an interview, with the platform of the future listener hearing this? What else would you like to say? I would say invest in yourself. Um, you know, you talk about community enterprise. Well, no enterprise can grow and flourish without investing in that enterprise. So check us out. Check out the Innovation Hub. See the you know ways that we can help take your idea to market or level up your employees. Learn about what's what is next in the workforce, right? What are emerging industries? Because we are at a point, a pivotal point in workforce development where industries are changing. What things look like yesterday is not what they're going to look like tomorrow. So invest in yourself, either as a person or as an entrepreneur. But take a little money, set it aside and invest in your idea of where you want to be or where you want your business to be. What speaks life into you in the mornings when you wake up to do this work? Who are you listening to? What books are you reading? What's your list right book list right now that you would have somebody listening read? Um, right now, I don't have a particular book that I'm reading. Um, but you know, I would say right now I'm at a phase where I I'm being very grounded in my spirituality, and I have to remind myself every day that there is something bigger and greater out there for me um, for a purpose standpoint. Um, I don't exist just to exist. I exist to help someone else move forward. Yes, I have two beautiful daughters and they I have to invest in them and help them move forward. But, you know, I just feel like I have to invest in others, too, because it's just 
I'm just not here just for me. And I think that's what what drives me every day. And you've learned to share. You've learned to collaborate. Is that a muscle that had to be developed? Because there's young listeners out here. There are others who are mid-career and wanting to do their own thing. But, you know, you've gotten a chance to develop certain muscles along the way. Was it always there or are there things you work at and, and try to develop yourself around? I do think that I had to develop the muscle <laughs> to collaborate. I don't think it was a natural and innate thing to do. Um, I am a, a more extroverted person, so it does come a little easier to me to connect with people. But I think that when I've experienced connecting with other people for something bigger and greater and beautiful, it was just inspiring. And I knew that that was the way to go, that I could not be my best self in a bubble, that I can only be my best self when I connected with others. And so I knew that I had to collaborate in order to fulfill my purpose in life. And I think that would be the same for others. Wonderful. Well, we have been joined by June Evans, director of the Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the college. Uh, June, it's been fun. Um, I hope the listeners learned so much. And uh, I know that I'll be pointing people to your innovation hub. Well, I appreciate you, Heath. I do want to say there are two major things that I want the community to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Our Prince George's, um, our PGCC Startup Cup, um, which is a program that will help you to take your idea to market, as well as our Intro to Smart Cities um, course that will be launching um, March 30th. If you want to learn about emerging industries, I encourage you to take the Intro to Smart Cities course. All right. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. This podcast was recorded at Prince George's Community Radio, located on the campus of Prince George's Community College. The music for the podcast has been provided by David Smalls, and the PG Daily is executively produced by David Smalls. Join us next time for more financial empowerment.